Reichman University. Film Fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones. With Alan Azulay and Gal Balaban. Welcome back to Film Fanatics, where we talk about all the movies that keep us obsessed, excited, and inspired. And I'm Gal. And I'm Alan. And today we're talking about one of the most beloved animated movie series of all time, the Shrek series. It's going to be a fantastic retrospective of movies as we look at the franchise starting from 2001 up until the most recent Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I think you can call it a Shrek-tacular Shrek-trospective. Smooth, man. Uh, all right. Joining us on the podcast, this man hails all the way from Toronto, Canada. You may know him from the League of Cinephiles and First Reviews. Let's welcome James to the podcast. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, Gall. Hey, Alan. Good to meet you guys. Happy to be on. Can't wait to, uh, to have you, man. How's it going? Good, good, good. How you guys been? Good. Can't complain. We're talking about a lovely franchise of movies that have had their share of cultural impact and, you know, stuck with memes and fans, etc. all the way till now. But they are yeah. like genuine quality movies and we're excited to talk about them. For sure. Before that, remember to check out all of our socials here. You can check out James in first reviews and remember to, you know, subscribe, leave a like, leave a comment about, I don't know, what's your favorite track movie, I guess. And uh, let's start with what started it all for DreamWorks, for Shrek, for, I guess, Jeffrey Katzenberg, the guy that got kicked out of Disney <laughs> in the 2000s. It's Shrek from 2002. 2001. No, it's 2002, no? It's definitely 01. It's 01? Okay, so Alan got it wrong in the graphics. <laughs> so let's uh, let's start with uh, James. James, you're our dear guest today. So what... Are your thoughts generally about Shrek 1? Yeah, Shrek, the original movie there. Honestly, one of my favorite movies. It's just like one of the most perfect movies, I think. It has a little bit of everything. It's it's funny. It's 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 got a good story. It's a little bit dramatic. The, the acting, the voice acting is obviously incredible. Mike Myers is an absolute genius. Eddie Murphy as Donkey. Like, you can't, honestly, you can't beat those two as a combo. And just like the whole thing's just like entertaining through and through and like the way it like makes fun of the fairy tales and, and stuff like that. Uh, I think it's, I just love it. Like I could watch it anytime. Yeah, I hadn't watched it in such a long time. And I was so happy. I did like a whole shrek I don't know why I said that. But uh, before this episode. And it was so fun. And again, I haven't watched it in years. And watching the first one really got me going uh, to like watch the other ones because it was so good. And I think Shrek, definitely not the first, but one of like the first big animated movies that like came out when I was a kid. Just the um, classic hero and the princess story, but like kind of turned on its head, kind of like the anti-Disney at that time, kind of. Uh, yeah, it was it was always great. Yeah, because uh, ogres have layers. They're like onions. They're like <laughs> onions. They're like onions. Oh, God, I like onions. Oh, my God, I love doing the Shrek voice. Um, I watched these movies so much growing up, including the first one. Um, this, I think, by critics and fans, etc., it's considered to be one of the best animated movies of all time. And it was the first ever movie to win that Oscar for animated feature when they created the category. Not to mention, uh, I think it was the BAFTAs where Eddie Murphy was the only one to get nominated for an acting award for a voice performance ever for playing Donkey in this That's movie. That's insane. Um, <laughs> kind of deserves it though. Like he's he's just so great. And watching it, uh, watching it back when you're a little older, when I rewatch it, it's still like the story is so clever and all the characters, the way they created like a cinematic universe with all the storybook um fairy tale characters uh but shrek is the center there's a scene that i love where um where they get to duloc i think is the kingdom from the first movie and there's a yeah. whole welcome to duloc song and there's this part in the song where they go shine your shoes wipe your face um even though like the so even though the lyric is supposed to rhyme with butt they don't say the or ass even and they don't say the word like there's a lot of hidden adult jokes in the in the movie in the soundtrack by the way they have a lot of modern music in the first track in most of them i think and it's always so good yeah um 
Something that was a little bit weird for me is that like I watched all these movies dubbed in Portuguese uh, when I was a kid because I didn't know English. Uh, <laughs> so watching them for the first time in English was really a weird experience in the best way. Mike Myers, he's fantastic. And us and Eddie, Eddie Murphy as the donkey is insane. But I want to shout out John Lithgow as um, Lord Farquaad. Lord Farquaad. I'll never forget that name. My God, he's so funny in this. So, so good. And here's something funny. Actually, a couple of days ago, I was watching um, Terms of Endearment and John Lithgow is in this movie. And my brother sits in for a sec and I'm like, this is the only thing he'll understand. I point to John Lithgow and say, I mean, that's my brother's name. Um, this is the guy who voiced Lord Farquaad. And he's like, really? <laughs> so that's just so a funny good. moment. Yeah, he's yeah, I love John Lithgow. He's so funny. He's so over the top, but it's perfect. Like it works. It works perfectly, for, especially for Shrek. Where like you have Eddie Murphy's over the top, and then Shrek, and then Mike Myers is Shrek, who's just like really giving it to us all. So it was like just the perfect combo of having all of them. And I was just watching for with John Lithgow. I don't know if you guys ever watched Third Rock from the Sun, but he's in that the TV show. Oh man, I've watched like a couple of episodes. He's so funny. funny he's so over the top in that show he literally puts the show on his back for however many seasons Crazy. i also love the part where like fiona's doing her singing and she just blows up the bird um yeah. and they just that like walk past it it's in the first shrek yeah okay yeah sure first one yeah yeah that killed me as a kid like for like uh that like that joke i think was my favorite joke as a kid that and the the bird thing definitely in the in the top. shine your shoes wipe your face so do you want to start us off which, with what's your score for Shrek? Yeah, honestly, like the first Shrek, I'd basically give it like a 10 out of 10. It's like a perfect movie to me, like per especially perfect for like an animation movie. It has everything you want, right? Like we were saying, the soundtrack's amazing. Like the songs that they do themselves, like when Eddie Murphy's singing at the end or like even thro so throughout, like they're oh, honestly yeah. perfect. It's so good. Yeah. I'm a believer. Yeah, yeah, when he sings that, that's like the ultimate ending to a movie. Like, you can't, honestly, you can't beat that movie. So, that, 10 out of 10. I 10 think 10 they do that in a lot of DreamWorks movies lately, where just all the main characters start dancing at the end for no reason. Like, if you watch Megamind uh, and he dances to I'm Bad by Michael Jackson, like, they just do that in all the DreamWorks stuff now. I'm trying to copy that formula, <laughs> but nothing, it's nothing's as good as like that. It feels like it's like forced a lot more times now. So, I guess I'll go with mine now. I, I don't put it as a 10 just because it's not better than some movies in this franchise which we'll get to so for me it's an eight and a half but it's a really really solid animated movie it's the one that started it all with shrek with dreamworks and i'm so happy i got to see it again yeah i'm yeah. gonna say either eight and a half or nine i don't know like now that we're talking about it i think maybe nine but i'm not sure one more thing i do want to add before we move on is have you guys ever watched shrek the musical where they do like a stage musical of it now. I once, no. I once watched the DVD yeah. of it, and then they did it once in Israel here in Hebrew, oh and my God, they brought. Like, and now they do it in like high schools everywhere too. Um, so yeah, that's also a cultural yeah. impact that Shrek made. It's as good as a Shrek musical can be. <laughs> like it's fun. The only thing I know about that is that the the dude that played the dad in Thirteen Reasons Why was Shrek on Broadway. Oh really? Oh Brian Darcy. Yeah, I knew that actually. That he was Shrek. Okay. Brian Darcy so, James. Okay. So let's get to what's considered the best one from a lot of people. Shrek 2. Shrek 2 came out in 2004. Am I right about this one? Yeah. Okay. Thank God. Um, came out in 2004. And it's a straight up sequel. It picks up right in the second that Shrek 1 uh, leaves off with uh, Shrek and Fiona. It seems like they were going on their honeymoon, but actually they're going to visit their Shrek's in-laws. A bit of a um, meet the in-laws situation. Meet the parents. Uh, meet the parents. Robert De Niro and Ben Stiller. Situation, but uh, weirder uh, with <laughs> ogres and stuff like that. And stuff like that. <laughs> uh, so, Gal, start, let's start with you. What's your thoughts about Shrek 2? I mean, you said it earlier. This is my favorite one. Um, yeah, oh my God. I've seen this one so many times. And I think it's priceless. First of all, the soundtrack, incredible. So good. Um, they had like a, when Shrek, when he turns human and then they like arrest him, they have like a really dramatic cover of David Bowie's changes. <laughs> or um, there was one that they like wrote for this movie that got nominated like at the beginning. 
uh, for an Oscar, like something accidentally in love, something like that. It was an original song. First of all, the soundtrack was, was amazing. That was an yeah. an original song. What? Something like that. I, know, yeah. um, I thought that was a song that they just took. But then it's they also they added Puss to the franchise. They added Played Prince beautifully Charming by Antonio Banderas. Yeah. He's, we'll get more yeah. to him later. And we have um, the in-laws played by John Cleese and Julie Andrews, two absolute legends, and Rupert Everett as the prince. Uh, but I got to shout out uh, Jennifer Saunders as the fairy godmother, who is Prince Charming's mom. Wow, she's insane. She was she like... She haunted my nightmares <laughs> as a child. She was such a good <laughs> villain. Because also, you would never expect the fairy godmother to be evil before you met the creators of Shrek. Like, imagine what... what got into their room like all right how do we top lord farquaad the fairy godmother see that's what i was talking about like in the first one these guys know how to take like our beloved i I said disney before but i guess our beloved like stories and turn it on their heads in a way that you didn't imagine that you would love and you love it no matter what honestly though when um when donkey gets turned into a stallion and the shrek turns into a human that's what haunted my dreams like that's (laughs) it i was like how could you do that? Um, but yeah, love Shrek too. Two's really good. Even just like the whole like far, far away, and like all the uh, all the like l- like OG fairy tales, like the biggest fairy tales. They all have like mansions there. It's like a ho- it's like the whole Hollywood themed like city, and it's like you know capitalistic kind of in a way. Um, I thought that was just, yeah. They got like Joan Rivers to cameo. And it's so fun. It's like it, like uh, I don't know if you guys have walked like I don't. You guys probably been to LA. Like when you walk like through Beverly Hills, it's like like uh, they did like something similar to like the street signs and everything. And it's just it's so funny because it's such like a like a high level. Like why why is this in a kids movie? But I I love it. I think that's part of what makes the first two so great is that they're actually really in touch with modern pop culture. If this was a Disney movie, they wouldn't even dare to put in like rock music, but they're like, whatever, man. Shrek is Shrek. They make it fun for everybody, right? It was perfect. And all the songs they choose, all the songs, whether original or whether, you know, taken from pop culture itself, like uh, perfect. It fits. It always feels like it fits perfectly. And I think that's what makes like those two movies so great as well. I have to shout out, shout out Cameron Diaz. I know she doesn't do a lot of stuff anymore. Uh, she's like she, retired yeah she's semi-retired I guess but I think Fiona's like one of her defining roles like she is perfect as Fiona she kind of disappears into the role you kind of forget that's Cameron Diaz for a while like when you're watching it if you don't know it's Cameron Diaz I think maybe we don't even notice that it's her because it's such an understated performance which is weird to say about like an ogre princess I mean I think back then she was like much bigger because she had done yeah being John Malkovich and Gangs of New York at the same time. And then I think after Annie, she like straight up retired. Now she's kind of coming back. I don't really know what's up, but she's great as Fiona. There's also one other scene that I love in this movie, uh, which is where they're all having dinner and um, they're pulling the pig and they all say each other's names. It's like, Harold, Fiona, Shrek. And then Donkey just says his own name. Donkey. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) And I think that's that's the like uh, that's like the high point in the whole meet the parent situation, and like that's why that scene works like so well. The disturbing like undertones of the dad actually being a frog, like that's so yeah. crazy. Like you you're always thinking that he hates Shrek because he's not human, which is very disturbing when you think about like. <laughs> The fact that this is like a fairy tale like, land and humans to are dinner. not the only or Get thing. out. <laughs> yeah, it seems kind of get out It's the Shrek get out. It's the fairy and, uh, tale get out. <laughs> but then you figure out that he's actually a frog as well. And like it's this whole crazy thing with the fairy godmother. So, like such a good script. Growing up, me and my brothers always loved the part where Jinji turned huge. And he like gets a new name. I think it was like Mongo or something. And he like they have to hijack. The, they have to crash the wedding. Uh, with holding out for a hero, uh, being sung by oh, Jennifer so Saunders, good. that's that's just perfect movie making. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Gingy, Gingy's like Loki, one of my favorites. He's so funny. The little the little oh, scenes sure. he has, kill, absolutely killer. Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. 
Him and Pinocchio <laughs> steal all the scenes they're in. Pinocchio's great too. So funny. Yeah. Let's get to our scores for this one. Uh, I guess I'll start. For me, it's a 10 out of 10. It's a perfect animated movie. Ooh. Wow. Uh, myself, I'd probably give it like... I still like Shrek 1 the best just because 1, like, you know, being like the original and like starting it all. I always give it a little more credit that way. 2 was like amazing. I'd probably give it like a 9. Eight and a half. Eight and I'd half. say nine. Um, yeah. One last thing. We talked about the ending songs. Live in La Vida Loca. At the end of this wow. movie. That's that the best one in the entire series, I think. With, uh, two, yeah. yeah. With Antonio oh. Banderas singing it. And now I love that song, too. And I got to know it from this movie when I was however <laughs> old. Yeah. I knew the song before, but I remember. Yeah, that movie. Okay, I was like two years old when it came out. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You were two when Shrek 2 came out? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, my God. 2004. Okay, I was eight. I was... 2004? I was 15. I'm pretty sure I saw... I'm pretty sure I saw, like, almost all of them in theaters, I think. I saw all of them from three onward in theaters. Yeah, okay, okay. I think this I might have been the first one I saw in theaters. I don't think I watched the first one in theaters. Because I was yeah, four. <laughs> you missed the Shrek and the Sons. I definitely have a, the DVD of those, for sure. Oh, for sure. I had all of them. Which is rare. <laughs> but as a kid, that thing would always be on. Always be on. Oh, yeah. Me and my sister watched yeah. that and, like, uh, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast. They were all, like, playing in our house, like, at different times. Like, not even the DVDs. Like, the those bulky VHS tapes. Like the green ones, do you remember that? The, those were like. I, don't know if I, had, I can't remember if, if I had. Wait, are we talking about VHSs now? Yeah. Like, very briefly in my life, I owned VHSs. I had like VHS until I was like eight or nine. And they were yeah, horrible. You had to like rewind them. It was a whole <laughs> thing. Okay, let's go to the next one. Uh, what some people consider to be the worst, maybe, of the Shrek uh, franchise. It's Shrek the Third. Uh, Shrek the Third came out in 2007. Do you want to tell me anything more about this one, Cal? Do you know anything more? I remember this one. So I remember like Shrek has to turn King Arthur into the king because it's his destiny. And Fiona is expecting. Yeah, so the frog, the king or whatever, is dying or dies. And that dies, yeah. And and he tells him about like Arthur. And then basically Shrek has to go get, or well, Shrek... They wanted Shrek to take over the kingdom, but then Shrek doesn't want to. So he has to go to Arthur and try to convince Arthur to run the kingdom. Uh, King Arthur is voiced by the very talented Justin Timberlake. That's right. Is is the frog's death maybe the funniest death in any animated movie? (laughs) He takes so long to die. He takes a solid like ten minutes. To die. It's like Deadpool at the end of Deadpool too. Yeah. It's like wait. Exactly. Picture cool. the same. I picture like Family Guy always does stuff like that where they just like draw it out like longer. It's, that's what I kind of pictured. But yeah, that was a funny, funny death. And I love like Shrek like being like, oh no, he died. Oh, it's so funny, man. Oh yeah. Um. No, I remember now. Like he and Fiona are like doing something romantic, like in the bedroom, and then some like a servant calls in. Uh, comes in and he's like somebody better to be dying and it's actually someone <laughs> dying yeah. and he's like oh so somebody funny. better be dying and yeah, i'm dying he literally says that and something that i thought was so cute and i really wanted as a child and i was heartbroken that i couldn't get was like half donkey half dragon baby the drunkies running around my house I begged my parents and they were like, what do you want us to do? There's the big thing about three, like Justin Timberlake as Arthur. Honestly, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan. I was, I watched it again not too long ago. And uh, like, I didn't, I didn't like believe him as a good voice actor. And I don't know what it was. It just didn't feel like it fit in like with the other kind of like, the other voices. Like when you hear them, you're like, it's almost like perfect. Like it feels like that's the character. But with JT, like, I don't know. I didn't feel like, um, Maybe it was the right choice there. I know he was like big at the time and popular and coming up through like the acting ranks. So kind of makes sense. I just thought the whole like the whole middle portion of the movie for me is so forgettable. Not nearly as entertaining as the first two. I remember like seeing it. I'm like, it's one of the ones where it's just like, you won't pay attention during part of it. Where one and two, you're like, 
you're hooked in, right? Yeah. Like you're, like you can't look away. Like it's fun. It's, it's, it's engaging. It always keeps you like interested in it. But three is like, and Prince Charming um, is the villain. I think like he did a good job, but he was very much a downgrade. Yeah, his mom in the first, in the second one is so good. But I will say again, like you said, he does a good job, uh, Rupert uh, Rupert Everett, and I think he steps up compared to like the previous movie, like um, his uh, screen presence, as it were, just because he's so non non threatening, but at the same time, like he's a bit of an evil bastard, uh, and uh, yeah, I think he does a good job with what he has. Um, I want to shout out like some random people that are in this movie that might surprise you guys. I just saw this movie, by the way, like a week and a half ago or something like that. So, uh, Larry King plays Doris. I don't remember. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, He's the, um, he's the old man slash lady. Yeah. I thought he was in all of them. No, I think he's from the second one. Someone I did notice was John Krasinski as Lancelot. That's the one I know. That was yeah. really funny. That he was, was a small part at the beginning because Lancelot kicked, like beats Arthur. And, like, he's a, like bullying him, jousting or something, right? And then yeah, uh, they think Lancelot is the is, is Arthur. Is Arthur? Yeah. yeah. That was funny. And uh, Ian McShane plays Captain Hook. Ooh. And Regis Philbin plays Mabel, and Amy Poehler plays Snow White. Like all I think these, I knew the Amy Poehler one. All these people are in this yeah. movie, and like I had no idea watching it. And this is like pre-Parks and Rec, Amy Poehler. Yeah. So before she was huge even. I think I like this movie more than most. So I'll wait and I'll give my score uh, the last so I can end it on a high note. This one, I had a lot of problems with it in general. Even like the music in that one, in the third one. Like where we are saying like one and two, like everything feels like really perfect and like made for the movie or like you think it's part, you think it's original as a soundtrack. Uh, with three, I feel like they're just like shorting like so many like I remember I remember watching. There's just like so many rock songs they just throw in there, and like it doesn't, I don't know, it didn't like fit with like the whole mood of like the scene or whatever was going on like at that at that part of the movie, and uh, like that was one of the things that killed it for me. So like if I had to give it a score for total, I think I would give it like I don't know like a five or six out of ten max. Like I don't think it's very good. I would say five out of ten also. Yeah, this feels like if you're going to put on Shrek now, this is like the meme where it's like we have Shrek at home. This is <laughs> Shrek the third. Definitely my least favorite of the whole six. Okay, it's also my least favorite, but I I look at it more favorably than you guys, apparently. <laughs> I, I kind of think that some of the jokes and some of the performances level it up a, a little bit for me when it comes to like some of the things that I like the least. I'm just going towards the fact that I had fun. So I will give it a seven. If, I think the only thing that redeems it is a somebody better be dying. I'm dying. It's so good. <laughs> it's like there is some really good moments in this movie. Like the that whole dying scene is <laughs> super funny. Are you guys ready for, uh, oh my God, Gal, do you want to introduce this one? It's such a long title. Shrek Forever After. The marketing was called Shrek Forever After the Final Chapter um, from 2010. By the way, this is the only decent poster i found <laughs> and i think it's a dvd 3d poster and i hate it so much uh just thought i i say that it's such a bad poster so in this one we find out that um in like so we open with like a flashback of the day that shrek saved fiona where her parents were about to sign off the kingdom to rumple stiltskin in order to get her back and then um right as they're about to sign they're like uh, the princess has been saved. And that's how like Shrek created the villain of Rumpelstiltskin, and then, uh, and then and then and then, uh, Shrek's like tired of not being a scary ogre, so he's like, I want to be an ogre for a day, and he's like, fine, I have to take away a day from existence, and he's like, whatever, and then he finds out that he took away the day he was born, and everything's changed now. It's like, it's kind of like the Avengers Endgame of the Shrek universe because he, he's like in a new universe now and he was never born and there's an ogre resistance against the tyrannical far, far away. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, the, um, it's the Back to the Future 2 of the, of the Shrek franchise. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> and I love That's it. That's a good way to put it, actually, yeah. <laughs> I actually really like this movie. Like A lot of people give this movie a bad rep. I've always liked it. 
Like, I like that it's sort of like trying to feel like the grand Shrek finale and the plot. I always really enjoyed it. Didn't they say in Shrek? I just did all of them together. So maybe that's not how you were supposed to watch it. But in the second one, the fairy godmother makes it clear that uh, her son was like there five minutes after Shrek. So he would have saved Fiona five minutes after Shrek left. So that that's a bit of, of a weird thing. And also... Shrek never liked being a scary ogre. Like, that was the whole point <laughs> of the first movie, is that he didn't want to... He had layers. He didn't want to be put in a box as a scary ogre. That being said, this movie is so fun. Like, I had such a good time watching this movie. I, li I really like what they did with the story of um, this alternate universe uh, and, like, this these... All these ogres living underground and Fiona's their like big boss. It's like it becomes sort of like a Matrix Revolution kind of like ba uh, Back to the Future 2 thing. And uh, I don't know. It's it's such a fun movie. It's good that at least they like, were trying something a little different. I think with that one, you know, not just trying to. It felt like they were getting as much as you could say this one's somewhat formulaic as well. But it felt like with the as they were getting into it, then it just became like, you know, let's pump out these movies and whatever. Like people are gonna watch them no matter what kind of thing. Um, with this one, at least they tried to like break the mold a little bit. You could say some issue, there's still some issues with it, but uh, but at least they tried to do something different and it was still pretty fun, uh, like throughout decent movie overall. What about the kid at the beginning who's like, do the roar? Um, and he like Oh, it's so good. <laughs> And then like he's like, okay, roar, and um, and there's like so much going on at the birthday party, and the kid just going, hey Shrek, do the roar. <laughs> I, I laugh, I laugh even with you doing it. It's so funny. <laughs> they had a bit of darkness in this movie, and they had like also the fun, and, and they had like, I guess Puss is fat now. Which, <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> um, and there was like Fiona. I don't know, for some reason I loved when I was younger. It's like Fiona didn't remember him, but they did fall in love anyway. And then they have the Pied Piper scene where he comes in and like forces the ogres to dance by playing Shake Your Booty on the Piper. I forgot about that. Holy, yeah. I haven't seen that one in like so long. I couldn't even tell you. I didn't give them a rewatch. This one, I will tell you after rewatching all of them, this one is the one that improved the most, I guess, in my head canon. Uh, there's so many of these really funny moments. Dorn, I think it's his name, the guy that plays Rumpelstiltskin. He is very, like, mustache-twirling evil, but in a funny kids movie. <laughs> I don't kind know of why way. I loved Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> no, yeah, in a funny, like, in a good way. Like, um... It was so menacing. Like, the contract thing. That's just so good for a family movie. Okay, so John Hamm plays Brogan. One of the ogres. Oh, really? Craig Robinson. He's plays, a chef. Yeah, plays Cookie. The other, uh, the other. Oh, get ogre. it? Because he's the cook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lake Bell is one of the witches. Kathy Griffin is another one of the witches. Jane Lynch plays uh, Gretchen. I She's don't remember ogre. her. She's an ogre. She's an ogre as well. Wait, I want to say those witches. We're talking about like haunting our dreams here. Oh my God, those witches. They were so freaky. Like when they capture yeah. Shrek with their like weird like chains with a thing that bites you damn they were menacing they were really menacing like also one of the things that i think it didn't scare me as much because i think i was already like 15 when this movie came out <laughs> like the alternate universe donkey and the dragon they're having like this beautiful moment and you're supposed to buy that they're falling in love again and then she tries to eat him <laughs> and it's so so funny I like I was watching like by myself on my laptop and I like open mouth left at that and it was Isn't there like a lot of slavery imagery in this movie? Because it's like the witches are like taking donkey slave and they're singing um I forget oh, the name yeah. of the song, but no matter what they take from me, they can't take away my dignity. And they're like, sing it, donkey. And then all the ogres are like pushing the door open. <laughs> it's actually this it gets kinda so dark. Good. The whole thing was, yeah, like pretty like tyrannical, like all of it, right? Like the the witch yeah he's an awful leader he's an actual dictator yeah 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 legit like evil it was a lot more evil i think than some of the other past ones right like even some of the other characters like farquad's like he's he's like evil but like he just wants this to steal was like a woman. 
this was next level. Yeah, like he's he's an actual asshole. He's like, like the Palpatine. Bad. He's the Palpatine of the Shrek franchise. But he makes it so good when he loses. Like you, oh, yeah. you, you just feel like uh, you, like you just feel glad that like <laughs> that little bastard is getting what he deserves. <laughs> yeah, like he has like the goose and he's like, Fifi, get me out of here. And then he like pulls him and he catches him and they're like, victory is ours. I remember being like, thank God. That guy's an asshole. Yeah. But what, yeah, like one thing that like got me, I, I have that feeling also watching like movies like Back to the Future 2 and all that. What happened to all those people, man? Those were such good characters. And I was like, oh my God, are they just all gone now? And some of them appear in the end song. Like the ogres. Oh, they redo the- I'm a Believer, but like a newer rock cover. Yeah. And like the ogres appear, like Craig Robinson and Joe Hamm and all that, they all appear. But it's one of those weird things with like movies like this that you're just like, oh, you just killed all of that reality, didn't you? But yeah, I'm, I want to start with scores in this one just because I think, again, it's going to be the highest. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give this one an 8 out of 10. It was so, so funny. And um, I think it's the one that grew the most uh, well, in this rewatch. Yeah. This one, I think for me, I probably it's definitely better than the last one before. So I'd probably give it like a like a seven because at least they were trying to do something different. You know, it didn't it didn't reach the highs of like you know the the past of the franchise, but uh, but it was at least a valiant effort and they're trying to do something different with it. And I, I always appreciate that a lot more sometimes than just like pumping out the same formula. Yeah, it's not as good as one and two, but I actually really like Shrek Forever After. So I'm gonna ditto Alan's rating on this really? one. Really <laughs> great. Yeah, great. I'm I'm happy for that. Exactly. Okay, so the next one actually came out the year after, which I don't know how the hell they did that um, from an animated studio perspective. Uh, but it's Puss in Boots one. Gal, do you want to tell us a little bit more about Puss in Boots? It's the origin of Puss in Boots and how he got his boots. And um, he's homies with uh, Humpty Dumpty and they do robberies together, but he kind of doesn't want to. But he still goes on another robbery uh, and they have to steal the golden egg from the golden goose from the place where you get to and the where you go to f- from the beanstalk. I don't know what it's called. Giant land, something like that. And yeah, and uh, it's got Antonio Banderas, Salma Hayek and Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, also Billy Bob Thornton, Amy Sedaris, Guillermo del Toro. Um, like Guillermo del Toro did a voice in this? Yeah, he's the mustache man. I don't remember who that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, like every man character. This movie is, I think, my biggest gap in the franchise. I either never watched it or I only watched bits and pieces of this one because I honestly don't even remember like the story at all. <laughs> Which is weird because it's most it's one of the more newer ones. So to be fair to you, it came out eleven years ago. Yeah, You're what in your twenties? <laughs> You're not like yeah, I'm going to put some boots. To be fair, I was okay. twenty years old going to see the last wish in theaters. But um I I remember watching this one, I think the day it came out. And I love the animation actually. Of uh, like the beginning, there's like this dance off and I thought it was beautifully animated. Beatles. The whole like Mexican cities. Um, and Antonio Banderas and Salma Hayek are both great. And there's like a, a little bit like mysteriousness in the beginning where they're both trying to thief, not thief, steal from each other. Um, yeah, they're trying to thief. <laughs> they're trying to thief. That's not a verb. Um, <laughs> that's going to haunt me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, that is. <laughs> it's going to come back in one of the next episodes. Alan's is going to be like, don't thief. Um, but yeah, I actually really enjoy this one. And it's got a little bit of like good physical humor, even though again I don't think it's better than the first couple of Shreks. It's still a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm a second that like it's it's a it's a pretty good entry in the Shrekiverse, as it were. I also only watched it for the first time two weeks ago, or like a week and a half ago. Like I didn't catch it uh, until I had to, <laughs> basically until I was contractually obligated to watch it for this show. I'm glad I watched it. It was a really fun movie. It has like a like a really fun like um, western animated western vibe to it because it takes place in like the Mexican desert and all that and like 
in like these Mexican towns that it, it really has like this uh, Western vibe. Yes, and Antonio Banderas is just fantastic as Puss and Boots. Yeah, and the story is kind of standard, but it's done yeah. in a really fun way. Like it's a good, you know, like like Sunday Night movie that you just exactly. throw in. Like uh, I think it's on Netflix. Maybe I might be wrong about that. Uh, so you just throw it in, like watch it, and it's a pretty fun, pretty fun time. I will go seven and a half. How about you, Gal? Same thing. So, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish came out a couple of months back. I think in November. If I'm no, not it was like around Christmas time. December. Okay. Yeah. So it came out in no- in uh, in December, and it came out as a pretty strong Oscar contender for this year, which is crazy. I never thought a Puss in Boots movie would be even in consideration for something like that. But <laughs> it's God. most people's second pick and some people's first pick for best animated movie of the year. And let's talk about it. Uh, James, did you see that one? Yeah, yeah. The new one I saw. So I, I knew I figured I was missing a few stuff from the uh, first one because there was some backstory I think I was missing. Not a lot, honestly, if you like story-wise. It's just the only thing you're missing is yeah. Puss, Kitty, they're in love. That's all you need to know. That's, but it was good. Even though, like, I didn't, I figured there was probably something that behind the scenes because they obviously talked about, like, the past. Um, you just, like, you knew anyways, so they didn't have to, you didn't, like, need to have the backstory. So I think it was almost better because then I didn't know what was going on and I realized, like, their kind of relationship uh, from the past. But, uh, yeah, this one, I actually, this I really liked. I really liked this movie, obviously, being more fresh in, in my mind. Um, this one was, even just right from the beginning, one of the maybe like best like intros, like for action wise. Um, and even just throughout the movie, I think like the action in this one was like absolutely stellar, like constant, like something going on. Um, always like really like keeping me engaged in it. Um, and yeah, just like the whole concept of like Puss is on his final life of the nine lives. And he starts to get finally like fear into him where before he was more like, you know, this rogue, like badass cat. And yeah, uh, I like that's that whole like different dynamic that it brought to the film. Yeah, that's an exploration that they definitely did not do in the first Puss in Boots movie. Uh, that just turns uh, Antonio Banderas's character into like such a more real thing, which is so weird because you're talking about a talking cat that has a sword. So like, how we real can that get? But it gets really real. Like the the emotional beats he goes through in this movie are actually genuine and they actually get you and they're like oh my god like i'm scared for this cat i know like um like he's having like anxiety attacks in the middle of the movie which it's is like <laughs> just like why why are you doing that to me I, I don't need that right now they say this all the time <laughs> with franchises it's like the deconstruction of the classic myth or whatever and that's what they do to puss like they do it a little on the notes in the beginning where he goes, the legend will never die. And then the bell falls on him. <laughs> That's so um, funny, though. But it's like, it's so deep because he has to shed his massive ego in order to become the better, I don't want to say the better man, the better cat um, and Get live his life. Um, but, but yeah, can we talk about that song? Who is your favorite fearless hero? How catchy is that? It's a good one. That was a good song for, really good. for the movie, for sure. Can we talk about the best part of this movie, which is clearly uh, Wagner Mora as the wolf, or I guess, oh, yeah. death. That was that so was intense. scary, right? I'm not crazy. That was <laughs> legit scary. That was perfect. Every time, like he made an appearance, and it was like that, like it was like, uh, that, like the whistle song, like, in the background, yeah, the whistle or whatever. That was. That I was, was shitting like, my perfect. pants. Every single time. That, that whistle also like reminded me of, I don't know if you guys ever watched The Wire, but like when, no, but like, so one of the characters, he's like uh, one of the like badass like gangsters. Um, and every time he would like kind of show up, there was almost like someone would like whistle and like, they'd be like, Omar coming. Oh, it's Michael K. Williams, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and that kind of like reminded me of that. And I thought it was just so good, like well done. It was it instantly spiked like the feeling that you get because you associated like Puss's fear with when he first um, like first saw the wolf and like realized like, Oh shit, I can die. And like this hair stuck up in his like body for like the first time. Uh, then that you just got that feeling like throughout the whole movie. Anytime that like you heard that sound and it was, I thought that was like perfect. It was so good. 
and the moments they choose to put that in there are so perfect too because they're so, they come always out of nowhere you're never prepared from when that happens and when it does you're right there with poos like i said like you're shitting your pants like you're you're like no get this wolf out of here put him in another movie this is a kid's movie i don't know what he's doing here the way they're so flexible with the animation because it's like it's storybook instead of like realism so they can play around with the frame rates they can play around with how fast the camera moves and still make it like cartoony but still cool and so i don't know just the sword play and the the action the way like the wolf runs after him and then he has to like like the swords like bend on each other it's just so good those two sword fights that they have i think this is go ahead james yeah i was just gonna say just like those scenes the way like on top of just the fighting like all the camera work like the camera work i guess you know it's animated but the way it like you know it could like zoom around or it comes in fast or it takes a bigger shot out like it was they did so much variation of that it was like you know visual there's even one moment where the wolf just goes like muy bien and he like puts his two blades together and like spins it around to make one sword I don't know why. Just like this small moment is so amazing in this movie. Those like sickles or whatever he has. Those are so yeah. cool. That was a cool uh, thing too. Yeah, like death. It's exactly it. Like perfect. Like like that was death coming for him. What I want to say about, about this is like, I'm so glad that they made the choice to change the animation style to the one that uh, that's more similar, I guess, to uh, Spider-Verse that just came out a couple of the years back. The Puss-Verse. Uh, I'm so glad that they did it because like Gao said, it allowed them to bring the action to the next level the action in this movie like you guys said i'm not gonna beat at that horse here but like it's so so good it it has no right being this good like it's a puss and boots movie i, I don't look i love that it is this good but this movie has no right being as good as it is <laughs> i know um also john mulaney was so great honestly like he was doing he was being a very one-note villain like morals suck i wanna i want ultimate power or whatever but, but i don't so know funny. it just worked because it was john mulaney there's a part where he um where they're on the star for the first time and he goes to kitty and he's like uh death is coming for me and he goes i've been called many things but never death i like it <laughs> and <this> is... <laughs> he's so funny i like john mulaney in everything so maybe i'm biased but he he just cracked me up in this movie and yeah it was basically john mulaney like he like uh like I saw that guy, but I was I was just seeing John Mulaney. Why was he time. kind of like the Donald Trump of the of the Puss in Boot of the Shrek universe? That's right. He's like a guy who owns a business empire and hates morals. Also, Selma Hayek, like, uh, like she got an upgrade in this movie, both in character development and in like her performance. She did great as uh, as Kitty Softballs in this movie. Like, I just wanted to to shout her name. Also, in the same line, but not really because she wasn't in the last one, Florence Pugh. I love Florence Pugh in everything, so I guess I'm biased again. She's she's so funny and sweet, and um, she has, like, this B storyline that you really care about, uh, especially because of uh, her acting and um, Olivia Colman's acting. Why was Olivia Colman so good as this? Like, you can throw her in anywhere. And yeah. she's perfect. Ray Winston as well as Papa Bear and uh, Samson Kayo as Baby Bear. Samson Kayo is great. Um, I saw him in the show, what's it called? Our Flag Means Death, which is like, created by and starring Taika Waititi. And he's really good in that. I believe that's what he's from. It's on uh, HBO Max. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never saw that. That's, uh, I might have to... that's like the only thing he's known from. But yeah, Olivia Coleman was great and Harvey Gillen also. Was... Yeah. He was like, he was kind of discount Olaf. I don't know. I've always made that connection with their voices, but he's a lot of fun. But emotion wise, it's crazy. Like that, that the most emotional thing is for sure. Like the, the anxiety and all that, that comes from the relationship between, uh, Puss and death, literally and actual death. But all of the other beats hit emotionally. Like, um, uh, Kitty Softpaws and her relationship with Puss. Uh, the the whole bear family dynamic that really kills yeah. you at the end. Like, that was, that scene almost got me crying. Like, the one in... Uh, I'm not going to spoil it because it's a new movie. But uh, with with the bear family in the end. The, where they talk about, like, drinking your porridge and leaving. Kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, that one. Like, well, that, was, that was good, yeah. I like yeah. That. And also, like, uh, uh, Harvey Gillen Esperito. Like, he was this... 
little like a ball of um <laughs> like I don't know man he was he was so cute and the fact that he He's fought like the good soul I think I'm going to go with I'm still not going to give it a 10 although I literally liked it but I think it's like a eight and a half nine for sure at least for me it's really I like it a lot so yeah like I'd probably give it a solid 9 for sure I'd say 8 eight and a half. it's definitely Dreamworks really? best movie since um since the How to Train Your Dragon movies and um I kind of thought they were just like green lighting it for the sake of adding another shrek ip movie they probably but it's were. actually one of but they <laughs> but it actually made it one of the best dreamworks movies of the last 10 years so worked out well okay um i think i'm being extra positive in this episode but i don't care i love this movie i'm giving it a nine and a half out of oh ten my God. it's my favorite animated movie of the year i liked i had again pinocchio was a heart-wrenching movie but and so of course I had more fun watching Puss in Boots, but just on a fun scale I had a lot of fun watching this movie and it, it's definitely my favorite animated movie of the year. And I remember like twenty minutes in I was like, hmm, is this better than the first one so far? And then like ten minutes later I was like, it's better than the first Puss in Boots. No, for sure. It, like it's um, we're gonna get to our shrink rankings. Shrink. Or shrankings in a bit. Shrankings. <laughs> but um, love that. Let's just say this one is pretty high. Uh, I love I love this movie so much, and I really I already want to watch it again. Even though I watched it like less than a week ago, I already want to watch it again for sure. And on our Golden Slice Award, I actually voted for it instead of Pinocchio. It's, you know it. what? The action the action is pretty amazing, and if you like like those kind of movies, are more engaging. Like, well, not to say more engaging, but just a different kind of engagement level with like so much fighting and so much good like emotion as well behind it. Uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely like they did it for the bad guys also, this style. I hope they keep the regular style for Kung Fu Panda 4, but you know, I'll have an open mind if they choose to do this kind of animation style again. And um, I know this is this is not really spoilers, but like they teased Shrek 5 in the end. What are you guys' opinions on that? I thought it was a really forced scene, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like in but a couple years, they'll probably be like... if it's the same creative team as these guys, why not, right? I still thought it was kind of a forced scene, but we'll no, see. Like, we'll see. No, I'm talking about like if, if the same guys that write it and directed this movie, if they wrote and directed Shrek 5, that's a whole other level of excitement, We have to right? see. We'll, we'll have to... Like, sure. give me the trailer and then I'll decide. They but if it's the same team, then sure. Because then the fran- the franchise got bought out, right? The Shrek franchise got bought out by Disney or something? from No, no it was no. Universal bought all of DreamWorks. And yep. now it was like Chris Melodondri, oh. who was like the head of the Illumination. And he was like, okay, we want to reboot Shrek. But they haven't really made a comment around if they want to do Shrek 5. I don't mean reboot like the continuity. No, uh, I like think same there's continuity. a very like, uh, substantiated rumor in, in Hollywood right now that it's been written. And they're just waiting to see a little bit on the how Puss in Boots 2 did before okay. they greenlit it. Okay, are you guys ready for the... What, what did I call it before? The... Shrankings. The shrankings? The shranking next door. The shrankings. The shrankings. Okay, uh, James, let's start with you, our, our, our estimated guest. From- uh, top to bottom, I guess, from one to the end. Bottom to top. Yeah, well, we know the bottom one because I haven't watched it, so I, it's it's at the bottom. It's in the NA category, so the first Puss in Boots is in the NA category. Um, but yeah, so if I had to rank them, I'd go, yeah, I'd go Shrek one for sure, number one, and then probably Shrek two, and then this Puss in Boot, the new Puss in Boots, Last Wish, um, and then and then yeah, what would it be? I guess Forever After. That's the fourth one. Yeah, and then three over Puss. Wait, Shrek 4 he, over Puss. Oh, no. He didn't watch Puss. It was the opposite. No, he didn't watch Puss, so it's out so of the Wait, no. Did you put Shrek Forever After higher than Puss in Boots 2 or lower? No, Puss well, in Boots 2 was no, the no, third Puss one. Third, okay. or third on my list. Yeah, sorry. Puss in Boots 2 is third on the list. Yeah. And okay. then, and then yeah, Forever After. And Okay, I'll go. Yeah, the NA category gets this. <laughs> I'll go six, Shrek the third. Then five and four is a little bit interchangeable. Puss in Boots and Shrek Forever After. And then number three is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Two is Shrek. One is Shrek 2. Okay. Uh, we have um, 
similar lists, but not really. Uh, my sixth is uh, your guys' least favorite. Is my least favorite uh, is uh, Shrek the Third. Okay. My fifth is Puss in Boots One. Uh, my fourth is Shrek Forever After. My third is the first Shrek, which is uh, gonna get me a lot of hate, I think. Uh, my listen, I love my top three a lot. But like, I want to hear what number two and one is because now I'm really yeah, in suspense. Now, now I'm, I'm like. Uh, Number two is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, oh. and number one is Shrek. Two. I thought you were going to put Puss at number one uh, now. Okay. That's uh, not unreasonable. Yeah. I think it's reasonable. Yeah. Uh, I like, um, I think um, overall nostalgia-wise, yes, I love Shrek. But I think in this rewatch, I think having the experience of watching all of them in a row really gave me like a different perspective, I guess. And it gave me more of appreciation of like, just how a how good a movie shrek 2 is like because it wasn't my favorite before my favorite before was the first one and how ridiculously good puss and boots 2 is which again has no right being this good i i i love that it is this good but i don't like it being this good so that's it that's our shrekaton episode james where can people find you thank you so much for joining us Oh, no, you're welcome. Happy, happy to join you guys. I know I've been listening to uh, all the other episodes and uh, keeping up with it. So yeah, yeah, no, happy to happy to join. Glad to be on. And uh, yeah, if people want to follow and learn more and get uh, more film content, we're at uh, First Reviews. One of the reviews at the bottom. Yeah, Instagram, YouTube, everything. Just we have we have a link to all of them on there. So and also and, uh, and a business card. You have a business card. <laughs> That I had in my car for the longest time. Cool. <laughs> I just like left it there. The nice. Guy, it's only official if you have a business guy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's it. Thank you guys for watching and uh, we'll see you guys soon. I'm Alan. And I'm Gaw. Goodbye. All our shows and podcasts available online on our website and on all podcast platforms. Search Audioversity 